The Chicago White Sox beat the last place Kansas City Royals 9-2 on Tuesday night. It was a new day and a new offense. The Sox hit not one, but two home runs and compiled 14 hits in the process. Uh, Lucas Giolito uh, was not terribly sharp, but the bullpen was extremely efficient. And the lone trade deadline acquisition, Jake Diekman, uh, made his debut. White Sox go for the series win Wednesday afternoon. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Socks. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked on White Socks. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong die-hard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. I really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox, Locked on White Sox as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. The bullpen had to log more innings uh, than they perhaps anticipated, uh, but did a great job. Uh, If you had to make a bet, or maybe if you just voluntarily did, that Andrew Vaughn would get a triple, uh, you won probably a lot of money. And despite being just a few games out of the AL Central, uh, the White Sox were unfortunately quiet at the trade deadline state of the Sox, They are 52 and 51, just two games back now in the AL central Uh, Sox beat the Royals Tuesday night, nine to two. Uh, We'll talk all about this game, offense, uh, pitching, uh, defense, uh, but emotions were definitely high uh, among Sox fans for sure as the front office failed to make any additional moves before the trade deadline. Of course, uh, we found out that Reese McGuire uh, was sent to Boston for Jake Diekman, but we were holding our breath all day on Tuesday, waiting, waiting. I'm sure there's another move, maybe another arm, maybe a lefty bat, and uh, nothing uh, happened. Lots of movement throughout the MLB, though, biggest move, of course, Juan Soto going to San Diego for a ton of prospects. Nats really got uh, a huge amount in return. Uh, Sox do nothing at the deadline, but the Minnesota Twins, uh, they get three uh, right-handed pitchers and a backup catcher. Uh, They were rumored to be linked to Carlos Rodon there for a while. Uh, Thankfully, that did not work out. Uh, Guardians did nothing, and the Kansas City Royals 
uh, shipped Whit Merrifield out of Kansas City uh, to Toronto. Um, seen Whit Merrifield way too many times as a White Sox fan, so it is nice to see him off the Royals uh, squad. I, you know, I don't know how you're feeling as a Sox fan. There's a lot of different ways, I think, uh, that the Sox could have gone. And, you know, the fact that they're just now just two games back in a division where, again, it just doesn't seem like anybody really wants to win this division. Nobody is separating themselves. Uh, Sox are starting to maybe get in a little bit of a groove here, especially with a guy like Aloy Jimenez, who we're going to talk about. Uh, so they decide to do nothing. I, I feel like uh, I, I know they didn't have the assets and the prospects to make a huge splash, like, of course, Juan Soto and that Shohei Otani uh, business. That thing was a real joke in my mind. Uh, but little pieces here and there. Uh, maybe teams just were not ready to sell. The price was too high. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the situation was, but uh, this, the White Sox front office are really banking on this team, th this group right here, uh, to start living up to their potential and stay healthy. Uh, here's some quotes from Rick Hahn, who spoke to the media uh, before the game uh, Tuesday. And this is what Hahn had to say. We're disappointed that we weren't able to do more to try to improve this club. Uh, anyone out there feeling a level of frustration and disappointment I'm right there with you. Uh, we have the opportunity in front of us. We need to make the most of it. Uh, now, kind of speaking about the current team here, uh, this is Han once again. If they live up to their potential, they are capable of winning this thing. I know that it looks like at times that we've lost a little bit of that swagger. 2020-ish, uh, even last year, we were an exciting energetic young team with some swagger and a chip uh, on its shoulder. I think we need to recapture some of that. That group uh, gets it. There's plenty of personality in there. We've seen it. When things are going right, we've seen it. Even though things haven't gone as well, we would have hoped over the course of this year, it's time that we see a little bit more of that personality on a daily basis, a little bit more of that energy and a little bit more of an attitude that we're going to beat you. Uh, Rick Hahn uh, had a lot of other stuff that he had said. Scott Merkin has got a full article on whitesacks.com, but uh, Hahn eventually said that he still believes it can be a championship-level uh, club. Uh, and that is, uh, you know, that's what we were promised, uh, championship-level uh, AL Central championship. Probably, but beyond that, um, I, I just don't feel it right now. Uh, a couple other things before we get back uh, into the trade deadline here. Uh, Dylan Sees talked about it in the previous lockdown episode, the month uh, June and July that he has been having. And Dylan Sees wins the AL Pitcher of the Month for July. First White Sox pitcher in team history to win back-to-back -back, uh, awards. Uh, Luis Robert activated uh, and might even play Wednesday afternoon. That's a bit of a surprise. Uh, after some of the news we heard earlier in the week, uh, might not play the entire series, may or may not uh, need a uh, another rehab stint in Charlotte. So uh, he was doing some baseball activities before the game uh, on Tuesday, and that would be great if we can get him back uh, healthy. 
So going back to the trade deadline, you know, there uh, on Monday, there were all these uh, rumors with Shohei Otani. The, the Sox were, uh, made a serious offer uh, for Shohei Otani, and the Angels have decided to, to keep him. Uh, my issue with that, and this was you know, heavily debated and, and social media, especially Twitter, if you're going to leak that information, if the Sox are going to have that information leaked, uh, that they actually made a serious move, and then the only thing you get uh, during this frenzy of moves in Major League Baseball is just a serviceable left-handed reliever, uh, Jake Diekman. That's not a good look. You know, if you're telling me you're, you're putting a package together for Shohei Otani, then I believe you can may have made other moves throughout uh, Major League Baseball to better this team in certain ways, whether it's power or maybe another starting pitcher. So that's just my take on, on that whole Otani business. So are the White Sox really World Series contenders? Do you believe what Rick Hahn has said? Or are they just AL Central contenders? Uh, Ozzy and Frank in the pregame show on NBC Sports Chicago talked a lot about this. And they were both in, in their own separate ways calling out players in the pregame to start playing up to their level. Uh, Ozzy thinks there needs to be more tough love in the dugout. Uh, does does the front office not making a move, does that motivate players? Does that disappoint players? Uh, there was obviously uh, some motivation uh, offensively on Tuesday night. And an interesting note, uh, you make, make this however you want to make it. Uh, Tony La Russa was not available to the media uh, in the pregame uh, on Tuesday. Another warm night on the south side. And finally, the White Sox hit some home runs. And I'm going to tell you why Aloy Jimenez has become a dangerous man at the plate. More on that in a moment. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Uh, whether you're customizing an engagement ring or designing diamond stud earrings, online jeweler Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Uh, Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Uh, Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Uh, make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry uh, pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Okay, our White Sox offense, uh, they were up against Brad Keller uh, on the mound for the Kansas City Royals. Yes, that Brad uh, Keller. Uh, first inning, uh, pretty electric for the White Sox. Uh, Kansas City Royal right fielder dives but cannot make the play. And Andrew Vaughn hitting in the two spot ahead a stand-up triple, his first triple uh, of his career. Uh, how many times have we seen Andrew Vaughn just a triple short of the cycle in his young career, and he gets the triple in the first inning on Tuesday night? 
Aloy Jimenez uh, playing in his fifth game in a row, uh, rips a single to right field quickly, one nothing White Sox. Abreu uh, with a base hit. Aloy scored from second, 2 nothing Sox. A.J. Pollock continues things with an RBI, RBI single, 3 uh, nothing White Sox. Great sign after what we saw on Monday. Uh, let's fast forward uh, to the third inning. Uh, Royals just put up a couple runs, and uh, Gio had a long inning. It would have been nice to give him a breather. Aloy led things off with his second hit on the night. Once again, he went to right field. I think that's a good sign, uh, starting, to, starting to get that swing back. Uh, then Royals forgot how to catch and throw the ball. Sox uh, had runners on first and second with only one out. Pollock struck out. Yaz flies out. I, I thought that was a real wasted opportunity. Thankfully, the offense uh, started to click a little bit later. Fourth inning, uh, Harrison got on. Tim Anderson with a base hit. First and second, only one out. Andrew Vaughn with another single. Bases loaded. And Aloy Jimenez with his third hit uh, down the third baseline. Two-run score. It is 5-2 White Sox. Now, uh, you know, just you don't want to split hairs too much here, but there could have been a lot more uh, in that inning. Sixth inning, Harrison and Tim Anderson get on to start off things. Uh, Andrew Vaughn with another single. Bases loaded. Aloy with a sack fly. It's 6-2. White Sox. Tim Anderson gets thrown out trying to advance uh, to third. A bizarre situation there. Uh, thankfully, Jose Abreu picks him up with a two-run home run. Uh, it is eight to two Sox at this point. Uh, that is August Abreu. We talked about it uh, in the previous podcast. You've heard the numbers, uh, what Abreu has done in his career in August. Uh, unbelievable. He he really did it on Tuesday. Uh, Brad Keller gets knocked out of the game at this point. Uh, seventh inning, Gavin Sheets uh, with a home run, making it nine to two uh, White Sox. Sox final line, nine runs, 14 hits, three walks, five strikeouts, uh, four extra base hits, two home runs, and the Sox were six for 13. Uh, with runners in scoring position. Aloy Jimenez, again, playing in his fifth uh, straight game. Uh, he was hitting the three spot Tuesday night. He went three for three with four RBIs. He's got five hits in the series. Um, you know, uh, the, the joke can be made that, well, a healthy Aloy Jimenez is like making a big move at the trade deadline. And and I honestly think that's where Rick Hahn's mindset is in the front office. They are really banking on, on guys like uh, Jimenez, Mancada, uh, having a strong month from Abreu, and that maybe that carries into September. Robert coming back healthy, hopefully getting his swing right soon and contributing uh, quickly uh, to the offense. Uh, they're hoping that four, five, maybe six different guys uh, start living up to their potential. And uh, what a wonderful sign to see what Aloy Jimenez uh, has been doing as of late, getting into a groove. Hopefully uh, he stays healthy uh, because the White Sox are an absolutely different team. I know he's not hitting the ball out constantly, uh, but getting base hits, keeping the line moving, he becomes a dangerous man in that lineup. Uh, Lucas Giolio struggled with his command 
Uh, but I'm going to tell you how the bullpen was up to the task. Uh, more on that in a moment. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Uh, find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every a league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Lucas Giolito was on the hill Tuesday for the White Sox. We've seen Lucas have some difficulties and different situations this year. It has been a roller coaster year for him with some injuries and some health issues. He just hasn't seemed right in several different moments. I mean, from short outings to being disastrous at the beginning and being able to settle down. Uh, numbers for Giolito this year are as follows. 18 starts uh, heading into Tuesday's game. A 6-6 six and six record, 5.14 ERA, 96 and a third innings, 36 walks, and 108 uh, strikeouts. Lefties hitting 224 against Giolito and righties hitting 326. Again, coming into Tuesday night's game. Uh, first inning, Giolito gave up a Perez double, who I feel like Salvador Perez, now that Merrifield is gone off the Royals, it's now Salvador Perez. He's going to be the one that's going to continue to hurt the White Sox. It's just, it is what it is. And he did not get cheated. Uh, he took a changeup and he just crushed it. Uh, but that was it. That was it for Giolito. Uh, two strikeouts, only 13 pitches in the first. So that's a good sign. Uh, almost a clean inning in the second, but all-star Tim Anderson uh, botched a ground ball. He had a rough night in the field from my perspective. Third inning uh, was a difficult inning for Lucas Giolito. Uh, he allowed the first two guys on some control issues for sure. Changeup flying out of the zone, missing low uh, with the fastball, which was sitting at 93 miles per hour. Uh, battling Bobby Witt Jr., uh, which is a tough task these days, uh, gives up a sack fly. You got runners on the corners with one out. Another misplay by Tim Anderson. Can't get the force at second and a run scored. Uh, so it was 3-1 White Sox. Uh, he fo uh, Giolito followed up with a strikeout and an RBI double from Dozier. 3-2 uh, White Sox. Uh, Giolito slider just not doing much. Ethan Katz coming out. Uh, for an early visit, uh, another walk. You got Gio at 61 pitches here in the third inning. Uh, the bullpen was starting to warm up. Bases loaded with two outs. And, you know, he, this was a very long inning for Giolito, mentally, physically, uh, and, and was able to finish strong. Got a strikeout to end the threat. Uh, but after three innings, Four hits, two earned runs, three walks, five strikeouts, and 66 pitches. Uh, fourth inning was a nice quick inning. Uh, and the fifth, you know, the Sox just scored two in the bottom of the fourth. You'd like uh, a quick inning to allow the bats to get going again. And good on Giolito, it certainly was. 
Uh, Lucas Giolito's final line of five innings pitched, five hits, two earned runs, three walks, seven strikeouts. His ERA now at 5.06. He threw 94 pitches Tuesday night. Uh, sixth inning, you saw the debut of Jake Diekman, the big trade deadline acquisition. Uh, he was topping out at 97 miles per hour. A tough-looking slider, struck out the first two batters, and then get a ground out. You know, with his uh, lefty motion, almost a, a three-quarter delivery, uh, you can definitely tell why lefties are hitting uh, a buck eighty against him. So that was a nice debut uh, for Jake Diekman. Uh, Joe Kelly had the seventh; that was a clean inning. As was the eighth with Matt Foster, and then Tanner Banks with the ninth. Uh, and all's well that ends well. The bullpen, four innings pitched, uh, two hits only given up, zero walks, and three strikeouts. So I, I think that was maybe a little bit uh, more work than they wanted. I think they were hoping that Giolito would go six innings. He hasn't really been having long outings lately, uh, but the bullpen was up to the task. A great debut from Diekman. Uh, we're assuming since there was no Graveman uh, Tuesday and there was no uh, Hendricks uh, that they would be available uh, for the series finale on Wednesday. Uh, folks, thank you so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. Uh, you can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere uh, you find your podcasts. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Socks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Thanks for making Locked on White Socks your first listen. Uh, now make your second listen the Locked on MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I will recap Lance Lynn's outing and hopefully I'll be talking about a series win for our Chicago White Sox. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski, and until next time, go Sox!